When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Studio 12, your podcast home for Texas A&M athletics. Welcome inside Studio 12. It's the Wednesday edition. Sorry, I paused there. I had to check and see that it was actually Wednesday. This is how <laughs> this happens in the month of February in athletics. Uh, Matt, Will, yep. Andrew, hanging out with you here. Yeah, because you... You're like, you think there's a game today, but then there's not a game. And then we've got signing day part duh going on right now. So there's a, uh, I mean, you really do. You have to have a calendar or a phone around at all times to figure out what's going on. Do you guys remember when we didn't know the day because nothing was going on? And now we don't know the day because everything is going on. That's what I like about this. Yeah. Flexibility, as our good friend Alan Cannon always says, survive in advance. It's a perfect right. way to. That's right. <laughs> it's a perfect. You know way what? To I'm going it. with an old standby. By the way, it's signing day two. Electric Boogaloo. That's always been the standby for me. Anything two. Can you get and Jimbo to say that? Can you get him to say that in the press conference? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, that'd be epic! Epic. Yeah, it is, as you're hearing us talk about it, it's signing day. Uh, this is the day that it used to be the biggest day in college football recruiting. Uh, but with the changing of the rules a few years ago with the December signing date, 
when your program is stable and doing really well, this day, I don't want to call it an afterthought because there's a lot of work that goes into this class, but this day, you know, if you've been able to land what you want to land early, you're, you're making minimal additions to the class, not by talent, but by just by pure number. So the Aggies already have a large class in the boat from December. Uh, they're going to add, I think they have four spots available for this, uh, for this go round. Um, so it's, it's, it's truly an icing on the cake. Uh, yeah, it's truly yeah. an icing on the cake scenario for, for where an A&M program is. And I, I don't follow the recruiting rankings all that much, but I, I, I believe this is will a top 10 esque class again, uh, on the list. Yeah. Coming into the day, it was seventh, according to rivals. If you go back and look at Jimbo Fisher's tenure, his very first class, which he had arrived at A&M, he was late getting to that class. It was the very first time you had these two separate signing days. It was, it was the first time every day they signed in December and then the rest of the class uh, would sign in February. So Jimbo was just getting to college station, asking guys and what's a bit of an oddity. Don't sign yet. Don't sign wherever you were planning to sign. Come listen to us. And that first signing period went by, and A&M didn't get a whole lot of people. And you were kind of worried. You, you, you thought about Jimbo Fisher, this great recruiter. Well, the Aggies didn't load up in that very first signing class. The bottom line was they couldn't. Jimbo didn't have enough time. That's what he was telling recruits, give us time. And then February rolled around, and he nailed it. I mean, that's when Bobby Brown started the day, and then a lot of Aggies kept rolling in. And Jimbo Fisher's recruiting had taken off since then so uh if you go back to the 2000 it would have been 19 class that was a top five class the 2020 class was top 10 and here you are in 2021 and it is top 10 like i said seventh according to rivals coming into the day depending on what happens for the remainder of this afternoon it could push the top five. I don't know if it'll get there, but I think it's secured as a top 10 class. So that's three in a row for Jimbo Fisher. I guess it's not out of the question that he's top five for two of the last three years. So ever since that initial February signing day, after he got hired, when they just came rolling in, it was a late haul for the Aggies. Uh, Jimbo Fisher hadn't quit rolling on the recruiting scene as the Aggie head coach. If yeah, and Andrew think too. Sorry, I was, I was going to say, say Andrew. If you, th if you think back to that, that's that's that was the recruits trusting what Jimbo had done at Florida State, right? The national championship. Now, three years at Texas A&M. Now they're seeing what he's also building and doing here, and how important this last season was, not just for your rankings, not just for the college football playoff, but this is this is that ripple effect that you get that this turned head. Remember. There wasn't in-person recruiting going on this fall. So what they're seeing on TV, what, and really what this department has done, this recruiting department has done, uh, even if you have to do it virtually and you can go one-on-one -on, -one on a Zoom, speaks volumes that you're able to do that as, as well. But I find it you know, fascinating that it was, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I'm going to do at A&M. And now after this year, I think these recruits can see it happening, not just in 21, but also in 22. And I'm not going to look ahead, but 
this is the impact that you have when you have a, a season like the Aggies had this season. Well, I think yeah, if you go you, 2018, that first year, uh, I think that December portion, that very first signing period right after he got hired, that was crucial. The ring that he had at Florida State, I think that's why a lot of those guys didn't sign with where they were planning to go. Bobby right. Brown was coming to A&M. He was going to go to Alabama. I think, and it's kind of what we talk about all the time, that ring that Jimbo Fisher came in here, that gets your attention. That locks you in. But if you're not genuine after that, you'll lose them. So Jimbo Fisher got him to listen and not sign in December of 17. And then in February of 18, he got them to sign because he was genuine. And once he got to talk to him for an extensive amount of time, these guys said, yeah, it's more than the ring. That guy and what he's doing in his program, I need to be a part of that. Yeah, and you also, too, look, and you guys know this, Coach doesn't really concern himself with rankings, class rankings, star ratings. I mean, they're, they're identifying the talent themselves and moving forward. I do think there's some level of uh, national perception, though, that will put your program on people's radar that perhaps they weren't necessarily thinking about Texas A&M. Although at this point, with what he's done here and the classes and how they've sitting, I mean, I think everyone – is very familiar that the high level recruits are very familiar with, with what's going on down here. But at the, at the end of the day, he's looking for guys that fit into his program, guys that can help them get better. Look over the last few years, as, as you guys were just talking about guys that came in and, and they're these freshmen, if they're impact, they're good. Impact. They're playing, they're playing. Yeah. And that's right. Uh, right. That's a, you know, and they're, and they're going to be straight up with these guys. No question when they recruit them. But at the end of the day, if they, like, hey, if, if you're our, if you're the best available, you know, if you're our guy out there, you're going to play. You know, it's not a you're going to have to sit and wait your turn type scenario uh, for these high impact guys. I mean, I know they're very happy with who they brought in in December. Uh, some of those guys actually on campus, been on campus for a few weeks now uh, with classes starting around MLK Day. And now you've got um, a couple more that are going to be added to this class here. And, and then you got spring ball starting up uh, soon. This is just a, so much momentum right now around this football program. Will, I want to go back to that Bobby Brown signing. Cause I remember watching you and Stephen McGee on that show. And that really was a moment, wasn't it? That, that was, that was the head turner. Cause he was going to Alabama and the kid from Arlington Lamar decides to go to Texas A&M. And that, that seemed to get the ball rolling, didn't it? Oh, it did. Uh, that morning, so December of 17, obviously just before Christmas, that's when these early signing periods go down. That morning, I got in the car to come in to tape our signing day show. And to be honest, I was a little anxious. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was like, this may be a sparse show. <laughs> we may not have a whole lot to talk about here. And Lo and behold, I'm on the way, and I get a text, Bobby Brown just signed. And before I even get to Kyle Field and the office, everything changed. And by the time I parked the car, there was another one. I don't remember who it was, but it was another name that popped up. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. You know, this, this reputation of Jimbo Fisher as the closer, I mean, he is turning this class around, pulling a 180 on it all in one morning. And then I think it ended up being eight or nine that signed that were all just high quality players. 
and it was just incredible. I mean, you, to be honest, you you had some despair when you woke up in the morning. And then by the time it got to about 9 a.m., 10 a.m., you were a true believer in Jimbo Fisher's recruiting ability by the end of that morning. And you just kind of went, wow, look what this guy can do. Uh, it truly is incredible. And like we said, he hadn't quit rolling since that point. I mean, I'm, I'm going back and looking at it now. The uh, signees in February of 18, all that he would have gotten that day, Bobby Brown, uh, you would have had uh, – James Foster was one of them. He was a late addition, but obviously he's transferred now. But at the time, you thought that was a fantastic get. Uh, looking through a few more of them. At the time, you got Jay Sean Corbin as well, even though he's mm -hmm. you knew what he could be. So some pan out, some don't. But just the fact that he could get all those guys in the span of that morning that really turned the class around, headlined by Bobby Brown, you believed it right then. This guy can roll in recruiting, and like I said, he hadn't stopped since. And and I, we would all be remiss, would we not? Jimbo always talks about his his staff along the lines of they all work in concert. That is Coach Price. That is Coach Robinson. And you talk about the connections that they make just for those D line guys. I, I'm not going to leave, and I, I don't want to leave any of the other coaches out. But they make that connection. And then when you add that layer of Jimbo Fisher there, uh, that becomes huge because that's the loyalty. Is it not guys? You deal more with your position coach than you really deal with the head coach. And you see, you see it phantom from what buddy has said about coach Santucci, uh, you know, linebackers, whether it's been Damian Craig, it's just, there's coach Henson and, and the maroon goons that starts that connection. And then Jimbo. So, if Bobby Brown was the head turner, then, then everybody else is saying, Hey, what is happening there? Then you see the success that Bobby has and that D line, more people want to be a part of it. DeMarvin Leal said, look, I didn't consider any place else. I knew that's where I was going. It, it, Matt, you use that word, that momentum that starts to happen. And this isn't going to be a one year thing. That's the whole thing about Jimbo. This isn't a, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to shine brightly and then flame out. This is where he wants to keep rolling. The other thing I want to say about rankings, and I don't want to pick on Georgia, and I don't want to say it sounds like that, but how many times has Georgia had the two or three ranked class every single year? They're not even winning the East. So when an outsider looks at your class, I think it's more of need. I think you have to look, is the coach happy with the 25 that he brings in? And I think Jimbo, Matt, we heard it during one of his coaches' shows. Is he coming in for the right reasons? Is he coming in for himself? Or is he coming in for your program? Jimbo brings those guys who have bought into this program and all that, you know, Jimbo sells the entire university, not just that football program, that little corner of the, of the university, if I will. He's bringing in the right guys. And to your point, the freshmen coming in, they compete and, and make everybody better. If you're, if you're good enough to play, you're going to play. If you're not, that's when you do wait your turn but you understand the preparation that's needed for you to play on those Saturdays. And he really has brought in the right guys for sure. Yeah. And that's uh, we'll take a break and we come back. That's one thing I want to touch on is the type of guys. And you could see it in the way that the current players, current signees, potential signees interact 
even on social media. It, it's a, it's a, as much as the coaches are recruiting players, these guys are also recruiting players and you can really, uh, you can really kind of see that. So again, it's signing day today. We don't expect a lot of action as the Aggies are almost done anyways, before they walked into today, but they're going to have a little bit and it's going to be really good action. So we invite you to stay tuned to our social channels at Aggie football to keep up with all that uh, today. Also programming note, if you're listening on the zone right now, we've got at two o'clock coach Fisher is going to have his signing day press conference. So two o'clock, once we're done here, hang around and you'll be able to listen to it live right here on the zone. If you're on our podcast or our web channels, of course, we're going to have that audio of Jimbo's presser on there as well uh, for you. Just getting going here on this Wednesday edition of Studio 12. We will take a break and come back with more right here on the show. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Studio 12, everybody. It's the second signing day. I believe Matt referred to it as signing day part due. Trying to uh, show off his lingo there. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Mm -hmm. a few going to sign with the Aggies here today. They will round out their 2021 class. Momentum from that Orange Bowl continues for Texas A&M and that number four national ranking at the end of the nine and one season. Momentum goes into signing day, then he'll take it into spring ball. Everything kicks off September 4th of 2021 when Kent State comes to Kyle Field to open the season. We'll talk a little more signing day, a little more Aggie football, but first uh, for all you homeowners and potential homeowners, you need to give Matt Winslow, Texas A&M class of 01, a call. Call him at 936-443-3064 if you want to run your mortgage numbers by him. Matt has experience in the mortgage industry for a decade. Interest rates at this time are at historical lows. Don't be nervous about whether you qualify or if you have the right credit. You won't know unless you ask the question. And when you ask Matt Winslow a question, you're going to get an honest answer right back. If he likes your numbers, he'll say, You're good. You're set. Stay right where you are. If your numbers are a little high and he can get them lower, he'll tell you and and give him a chance. See if he can help you. Matt Winslow, if you are buying a home, refinancing, or if you want to take some cash out, call Matt Winslow, A&M class of 01. That is at 936-443-3064. Matt Winslow, for all your mortgage needs, 936-443-3064. And as we roll along, guys, Matt, in our last segment, you were talking about uh, momentum. You know, you you go nine and one in a season. You beat Florida. You beat Carolina in the Orange Bowl. Your only loss is to the national champion, Alabama. Uh, You finish fourth in the country. I mean, there's so much that it does for you. And I'm so interested to see what true momentum does for the Aggies coming up here. You'll get a few more to close out this 2021 signing class. But I want to see, once we get past today, does momentum turn into motivation for this team? Spring ball is right around the corner. And then you'll get the maroon and white game around April, in the mid-April range. Uh, Motivation and momentum then has to go through that into your off-season workout program. It's got to continue through August camp and on into that opener September 4th against Kent State. So how long... Can momentum from the Orange Bowl, a great season, a nine and one campaign, a number four national ranking take you? 
I'm just interested to see, you know, how, how far does this momentum go as the momentum is really going to show up in your prep. Momentum's not going to win you another 9, 10, 11 games on the 2021 schedule. Momentum's going to take you through your preparation. And I think it does that in the form of motivation. How motivated are these Aggies once they step back on the field for spring ball, once they go through off-season workouts where coaches can't watch very much of it, and once they reconvene for August. So that's my question. Momentum turning to motivation. How far does it carry the Aggies before you see the kickoff of 2021? I think that's where, you know, Jimbo builds his program on these building blocks. You know, his, his toughness, effort, discipline, discipline, pride, and grit. The other one you could throw in there is culture. And I think the culture feeds all that. Like, I think that, you know, we saw it again. I'm not, you know, I know not a lot of people are just locked in on the social media, but I, I think it's fascinating when guys decide to come back uh, other members of the team and recruits and signees fired up about that. Like, let's go, man, let's get going on the flip side. If guys decide to go to the NFL draft, you see a lot of positive feedback as well. Like, Hey man, best of luck rooting for you. This it's a team. It's a family. It's a culture. And I think will, what you're saying uh, feeds off of that. Because, look, these kids aren't stupid. They're really smart kids. They understand where this program's sitting right now. You know, you don't focus week to week. Everything. I mean, you don't focus uh, on big picture, you know, in this program. That's not how they're built. But they understand. They're going to start next year ranked really high. They understand what's coming back. They understand the potential that there's always guys on this roster that we've not seen because they haven't played. But these kids see them in practice every day, and they know that the new, the new blood, uh, you know, they know what those guys have that we may not have seen in a game. And they understand that this schedule sets up pretty nicely for the Aggies. You can't assume a victory in anything, but you can look at it and go, okay, all right. And, and these kids aren't stupid. They, they got it figured out. They know what's going on. Um, but that, that culture, that work, uh, the, the, the mentality, the toughness of this program and the type of kids coach brings in and the, the staff and personnel he surrounds them with. Like, I, I don't, I don't see an issue at all with motivation and, and, you know, energy uh, out of the program at all. I, I think it's just going to do nothing but continue to uh, continue to rise. Players recruit players. <laughs> coach can say whatever he wants, but when you get that on campus visit or you get that social media, Hey, what's it really like there? What's it really like? Once they find out they want to be a part of that, I think that just solidifies. And I think that is part of that momentum. And I think that is what's next, being on campus and getting your classes, starting to get those under your belt and learning the time management. I, I think the spring ball, which will be fascinating this year for at least one position, but we know it's going to be more than that. I think they, I think they can't wait, but players will recruit other players and players are going to, are going to know whether this is all one big fraud or not. I, look, I, you know, focusing on, on Bobby Brown once again, the expectations have changed for this team, and it speaks to what Matt said about the culture. That first year under Jimbo, this is great. We play Clemson to within two. We think we can play with everybody in the country. You finish it out with the LSU win, and then in the next year you play Clemson in week two, the expectations changed. No one thought the Aggies were going to win that game in 2018. 2019, there was that thought. 
then they didn't play well. And you go back to work. And I, I remember Bobby Brown having that confidence going into Clemson, as he should have for this team. They embraced the change in the expectations. That's over the course of a season. Think about to this past season. You lose to Alabama, then you beat Florida. Expectations changed again. You're no longer the underdog in any of your games. And they played like the favorite. That's what I was so impressed with. They played like the team that was supposed to win. And as you guys know, it's not what happens on the Saturday. They prepared to win on that Saturday. That was the big change. And Matt, to your point about that culture, that's what these new players are. That's all they're going to know now as they come in from their, from their high school programs with the guys who are here. This is how we do it. And you give a ton of credit to the guys who have gone on to the NFL because they helped instill this part of the culture. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an exciting time for sure. And uh, before we go to break, Will, you mentioned uh, spring ball and, and spring game or Vernon White game. Uh, date on that, by the way, is being finalized, and we expect that uh, fans will be able to put that the Maroon and White game on their calendars uh, late this week is when we're hoping to uh, save the date, so to speak. So uh, keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Can we tailgate? Because uh, you know I'm going to well, get you that can't. question. Oh. You can't because you got to work. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Go... Oh, whoa, hold on, hold on. When did that change? <laughs> well, it's first time for everything. If work ends at some point post-game, let's not – Let's not sleep on that. <laughs> okay, Will has a very valid point. Uh, likely, uh, likely looking at uh, typically with Jimbo's program again. None of this is finalized yet, but uh, you're looking at right after spring break. I know there's not much of a spring break this year, but right after that is usually when spring ball starts. So uh, this team is already uh, starting to prep for for 21, and that's September 4th kickoff against Kent State, which Will is what uh, I can't do math quick. Six seven months from tomorrow. So well, you, you had, last week you said it was 217 days. Was that on the Wednesday or the Friday show? Uh, the current so countdown. So let's get approximately two, 210 days. <laughs> yeah, 212 days is the exact 12. current countdown as we sit. 12. So have you hang have in you there. noticed every time every time Will brings up the football season, every sentence ends with September 4th against Kent State. He's well, kind of a one-track mind, guys. I think you know where my mind is. <laughs> He's kind of a one-track mind. He said mind. to me yesterday, he goes, hey, you want to go out to lunch September 14th against Kent State? <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it in there right at the end of everything. What are you doing uh, this afternoon and on September 4th? <laughs> <laughs> playing Kent State. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, more Studio 12 on the other side of the break, right here on The Zone. Studio 12, Wednesday edition, rolling along. Again, it is National Signing Day. Matt will answer with you here from Kyle Field. Uh, again, the Aggies not expecting a whole lot of movement today, but keep an eye on our social channels at Aggie Football. They put together a very impressive class in December. A couple of pieces left to fill into that puzzle. Uh, at Aggie Football, we'll have the updates for you over the next couple of days. Also, 12band.com slash signing day uh, is if you want to get the overall look of the class. And again, a reminder, Jimbo Fisher, uh, if you're listening on The Zone live right now, right after this, 2 o'clock, right here on The Zone, you'll be able to listen to Jimbo Fisher's press conference live uh, from Kyle Field. If you're 
catching up with us on the podcast. Uh, we'll have that audio or we, sh- we, w- we have it already uh, sitting on the podcast uh, right now for you. You can download that and listen to uh, Coach Fisher talk about signing day. And really, it's the first time other than uh, uh, Paul Bryant Awards. Uh, it's the first time he's talked to the media. First time we'll really have heard from him since the Orange Bowl. So it'll be kind of fun uh, to pick that up there. Uh, changing gears a little bit uh, yesterday, the flurry of uh, schedule activity for the Aggies as uh, as the COVIDs uh, have uh, made their mark. A uh, and uh, really through almost all contact tracing issues uh, had to postpone their men's basketball game against Vanderbilt, which was set for tonight. No makeup date yet on that. And also um, the volleyball team was going to kick off their spring season. Well, they're trying to kick it off. They've, uh, they're 0 for 2 on the weekend so far. Uh, their two matches this weekend with Tennessee have been postponed as well. Volleyball was supposed to start last weekend at Auburn, but Auburn canceled its spring season about a week before A&M was set to play there. So now, as we sit, uh, the Aggies' next match in volleyball is on the road at South Carolina. We'll see the status of that. That is next Wednesday. But, I mean, really and truly, guys, this is just uh, – you know, with the rules, with the protocols, it's it's part of life uh, in the uh, in the league, and and I I believe all of our teams have been affected already by it. Uh, women's basketball lost the uh, December thirty first Tennessee game, uh, which is rescheduled for uh, Super Bowl Sunday right now. So, I think you know the coaches are just going to have to kind of move along with it and just kind of roll, roll with the punches, so to speak, and be flexible. But uh, you, you would expect that this is going to touch all of the sports at some point throughout the season. We have been affected by <laughs> contact tracing. We've been affected by false positives, right? To go back to soccer, we've been affected by it. it it's rarely been an outbreak of, you know, full-blown cases running through these teams. We've been affected by other schools uh, and how that has made it to adjust. And I I think that's the biggest thing for all the coaches. It wasn't just uncertainty, but there was the adjusting. And we kind of made it a – we kind of chuckled when it was, oh, Vanderbilt, remember? Well, we know we're going to play as soon as we know that Vanderbilt's plane has landed, right, on that that Friday – and it's kind of been the way as well for the other seasons. I know in, in basketball, you kind of get the word before you either get on the bus or get on the plane uh, to go to a, to a road game. So, yeah, it has been. And it's, uh, if anything, the coaches have adjusted. Um, Buzz Williams addressed this uh, on his coaches show on, on Monday, his, his most recent one. Just the, the, the combination of a couple of things, the way the isolation was the thing that really – came out from that conversation with him on on monday the hard part is when you win then all of a sudden you go back to your own place by yourself if you lose you go back to your own place by yourself and you crave that camaraderie win or lose with your teammates but there is that isolation that all of these athletes are 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 going through and the sacrifice that that they've been going through and it's I mean, that's, that's the stuff that you remember as, as teammates down the line. You think back of the things that you went through together, whether it was the brutal practices or a, a great game or even a loss. Or, you know, that, that's the stuff, and that's the hard part about this is a lot of this is by yourself, and, uh, you know, a lot of things go into that. And, and, and Buzz was saying, you know, that 
he's had to adjust as a, as a coach. He's had to adjust because there hasn't been the recruiting. He's been home more. I mean, the positive has been, he's been home more, right? He's, he's, he's had the time with his family and it's almost refreshing. But again, what I said about Jimbo, I'll say the same thing about buzz and his basketball ops. People have personalized that recruiting and that one-on-one connection. Yes, it's virtual, but now these players can talk directly to Buzz. These parents can talk directly to Buzz. And they are selling all of Texas A&M through what they do digitally. Um, it's, it's allowed them to adapt. And, and I would think that there will still be segments of what they're doing now, even when you can go in person. I think they'll continue throughout the recruiting process going forward. Yeah, the uh, one thing I would say is I would encourage people to go back and listen to Monday's Buzz Williams show. It, it'll, if you got the sense of humor, it'll feel like a little bit of a jinx when he talks about COVID because that came out right before the game got postponed. But it, it's more of a take a step back away from that and listen to all of the things that they have done uh, to try to not get to this point, which you knew you would get to at some point. I mean, if you ask them all in an honest moment, they knew it would come at some point, but the, the sacrifices, as you said, that the kids made, it's, it's really a fascinating insight into a program. Cause I don't think unless you're truly inside a program, you don't really know that they're doing all that. Andrew, you go to the games, you know, will you yeah. call games? You don't know what they're doing with locker rooms. You don't know what they're doing with film stuff like that. That's there aren't, a, that kind of, there, yeah, that's there aren't locker rooms, yeah. Matt, there yeah. aren't locker rooms. Buzz yeah. told us on a previous show, they all have seats uh, socially distanced on the practice court. They haven't been yeah. able to be in their locker room. These are guys, give you, I'll give you an idea of the little bit that I, that I do know. When they have a day off, the very next day is what is called early bird. It's very early practice. This really goes to something else about Buzz Williams. He's never going to go more than 48 hours without being with his team. So after the day off, which as you guys know, isn't really day off, right? You could get a lift in as a player. You're going to go get your shots in, but that is their day. And then it's the early bird. And then, but three times a week, an early, usually a PCR test. That's what's been added into this. Um, and, and the other thing that I liked, Matt, if, if you are listening to the podcast and he referred to it, um, was during the downtime, he made sure, what, what do you call them? Tough Tuesdays, Tough Talk Tuesdays, where they would talk about the social issues because that was, that was part of it. Buzz doesn't ignore that. But there was also a time where he would just get in touch with his player. They, had a, they were scheduled for an hour every week, and he did this with each of his players. And they talked, it may have been basketball, but a lot of times it wasn't. What are you going through? Just to stay in touch. Look, it was brand new for everybody, not just, not just the coaches, but these players not knowing if they were going to play. I, to me, it, it, it was really good the way he kind of gave us a glimpse into all that they are going through. And that's why, you know, you take the opportunity to really appreciate what these student athletes have. And I mean, all of the student athletes have gone through. They're in their own pseudo bubbles, if you will. Um, and, and, and I just give them a ton of credit to not just be, <laughs> to not do all their academics and some have had to adjust to the online, to not just do the athletics, which is like another full-time job. But now we're going to add, hey, we're going to put these conditions on about you've got to get tested at this time and you have to do it three times a week and you have to be diligent and who you're with and who you're not with and things like that. It was, to me, I'm glad he gave us that insight on Monday. 
Yeah, and Will, I think Andrew made a really good point when he was talking from the recruiting world. It wasn't, I don't think, any of our coaches, but I did hear it somewhere nationally a a couple months ago where maybe some of these uh, recruiting rules and ways you recruit kids that you are now forced to do in the Zoom world, in the Zoom time, may stick around because I think people, I don't remember who said it. I wish I could remember. They said, you know, so much time has in the past been spent on building relationships with the next group and the next group and the next group that in a way your, your family life could suffer your current team chemistry, uh, your team personnel, uh, you know, you don't get to build that as much. And I think that that, I think that will, may pay a huge benefit moving forward. If some of this stuff can stick around where you can do so much stuff remotely, and then you can invest a lot more time in your own team building those relationships and obviously just the, the work-life balance and, and your, your families. Yeah. And with technology, the cost and the time of travel can be cut down considerably. I mean, you can log on and have a conversation with a recruit on your laptop, as opposed to flying to a New Jersey or a Pennsylvania or a Florida uh, to go speak with him. Uh, I, I think you don't, I think where the technology is not needed is when the recruit comes to visit you. You want to show them your campus. You want to show them your atmosphere at games. But as far as getting out and hitting the road, uh, you can have a conversation quicker through technology with a recruit than getting on a plane, flying, traveling around, and obviously costs more. So uh, for the coaching aspect, I, I think it's beneficial, the technology, that, that it can save their energy, their time, it can save costs. Now, if you are the recruit, if you're the young man, if you're the player, I think at some point you're going to want to go see the campus. You're going to want to go see the facilities and you're going to want to go see the atmosphere uh, that, that they provide on a game day. Uh, this is where you're going to live, quite frankly, for the next four to five years. So I think a lot of recruits, uh, if, if you're the player, you uh, eventually will want to travel and go see the school. If you're the coach, I think there's a lot of benefits to the current technology that came from this COVID time that it can save you. It can save a program money. It can save uh, your energy level and and your time uh, when you can log on and have a good conversation with a recruit over the laptop through zoom, so to speak. So some of of it is going to be used Mm -hmm. in the, I have no doubts about that. Uh, maybe not to the extent of what we see right now, but some of it is going to be used in the future. And I think your early conversations with recruits from coaches, they'll use the technology. The further you go down the line and get that young man to convict, uh, commit to a visit to your school, that's when you need the in-person. That's when you need the face-to-face. That's when he needs to put his eyes directly on that school to help him make the best decision. I can tell you, we talked with one of my conversations is with Hassan Diara, who came in for basketball this year. Buzz saw him every week in New York, but that was the difference. And I think now coaches can pick and choose how they know. Do I, some may really, it might be great that virtual part. Will, I can't agree more about that visit to the campus. Um, and that's, that's also a change because we've restricted that. Not all, not all these recruits have had that opportunity, not just the coaches going out and seeing them, 
but you, when you restrict those, those visits, I, I think that's huge because that is the big part of the decision. But Hassan Diara, he, he admitted that Buzz came to see me every single week. That was, that was a big factor in him coming here. Um, but to me, it's, to me, it's whether it's virtual, whether it's zoom, when you can have the great in school visits, it comes down to relationships, doesn't it? And what we were talking about earlier in this show, it's the relationships. I can, I can build it. Um, and then when we said players, yeah, this, this coach is genuine. You know what you're going to get. If you want to be a part of it, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this. Not fooling around with that. Matt, circling all the way back to what you said, that's the culture for any of the coaches here on campus, any of them at all. Oh, yeah, no question. So that's going to be interesting, I think, is it because, uh, you know, this dead period will end and our recruits will be able to start coming back to campus. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what some of those things uh, kind of uh, I found carry it, I on found there. it fascinating. Did you hear Jimbo on Feinbaum earlier this week? Might have been yesterday. I did not. He mentioned uh, uh, Paul Feinbaum asked him about would he change anything about the um, signing periods and that. Jimbo said do it a little earlier. Will, to your point, when you have the guys who already signed and they know that they're coming, lock them in earlier, and then you can coach. You can have the focus more on, on your team. He was almost moving up a little bit earlier. To your point, have the time with not just the family, but also with your team. Uh, and, I, and I thought that was interesting, especially from someone who goes through it every year. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll take one final break here on Studio 12. Once again, this is National Signing Day. Stay tuned to at Aggie Football for updates as uh, the Aggies look to put a cap on this 21 recruiting class. And again, coming up here in just a little bit, if you're listening on The Zone, Jimbo Fisher's National Signing Day press conference at 2 o'clock uh, live from Kyle Field. More in a bit as we wrap up Studio 12 after this on The Zone. Welcome back, Aggies. About to close things out. Coming up shortly, Jimbo Fisher's signing day press conference as the Texas A&M Aggies round out their 2021 recruiting class, already ranked in the top 10 heading into today. Does it find its way in the top five? Not sure. Not sure it's going to get that high, but I think they've solidified another top 10 class on the recruiting circuit. So just coming up minutes from now, Jimbo Fisher's signing day press conference after we close out. Before we go, I need to tell you about Matt Winslow. For you homeowners and potential homeowners out there, you need to give him a call. Matt Winslow is A&M class of 01. 936-443-3064 is his number. 936-443-3064. For Matt Winslow, he's got over a decade of experience in the mortgage industry. If you think about it, there's a lot of misconceptions out there when it comes to buying a house or refinancing, and a lot of people, quite frankly, wait too long to talk to a mortgage guy. Give Matt a call as soon as you can. He's going to be able to help you, and he's going to tell you where to start, first of all. If it doesn't work out for you now, he's going to tell you how to get there. He's going to tell you how to get your numbers in a good position if you want to refinance, if you want to purchase a home, or if you want to take cash out. Matt Winslow, he's Aggie class of 01, calling. 936-443-3064. So really less than a couple of minutes to go here before we get to Jimbo Fisher uh, on the other side of the break with his signing day press conference. And we talked about momentum earlier in the show. I mean, this is part of it. You go nine and one, you're ranked fourth in the country. 
You win the Orange Bowl, momentum takes you into this second signing day. Momentum takes you into spring ball, which that's the next step. Your progressions after one season is done is signing day, spring ball, off-season workouts, August camp. That gets you ready for the next season. Wow. Speaking of next seasons, Will, uh, we might have to turn our attention uh, on Friday to a little bit of that diamond, a uh, little bit of that diamond look. Uh, we're getting within a week of softball, two weeks of baseball. How Man. about that? Diamond, Matt, Will and I already have our plans. Will and I already have our plans on February 12th. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> bring your bring your radios so I can uh, send some. <laughs> bring your radio so I can send some special messages from the press box. Matt will have to issue about 38 shout outs on opening day. Yeah, but you know, the message that he really wants to send cannot be sent over radio. The FCC now, won't so let those, me do it. So, br so bring your phone so he can text you. <laughs> we'll send what we send. It's Matt's responsibility to clean it up. <laughs> uh, I would like to say hi to Will Johnson listening. Well, he was listening in the club. He's now moved down the third baseline. So he wants a shout out down there. Okay, hi. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be. Hey, I can return a favor the next week. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, and I and we know you will. We absolutely know. <laughs> a return a favor. All right, everybody, have a good rest of the day. Again, coming up in just a bit. If you're listening on the Zone, Jimbo Fisher National Signing Day press conference uh, from Kyle Field. We'll also have that on TwelfthMan.com and on our podcast at TwelfthMan.com/slash/podcast. Everyone, have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you again on Friday right here on the Zone. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.